In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Every one of you has got a story. If we went around the room and we each had our say, and if for just a moment we could all be completely honest. Many of our stories would be broken or incomplete. They would be stories about being lonely or unloved, about hurting others or being hurt, and even about failing. But last week was Pentecost, a time when Jesus trades his story for our stories. Without checking our references or our resumes, without demanding that we first be popular or good or successful, without asking anything at all from us, Jesus puts his gospel into our ears, pushing his story in, and pushing our stories out, trading him and his stuff for us and ours. One of the most striking things about Jesus is his openness, how freely Jesus offers himself to others and to the world, doing so again and again and again. Even after they had crucified him, Jesus came back, but not with vengeance. Instead, he came with joy. That first Easter, the disciples thought his story was over. They had locked themselves in an upper room and huddled together and closed themselves off from the world. But then Jesus came to them, and he loved them, and he gathered them, and he breathed on them. And he gifted them, and he sent them out to do as he had done in hope and in joy. That first Easter night, Jesus pushed his story into them. And he pushed their story out of them, opening them to the world around them. By Pentecost, the disciples are no longer locked down. Instead, they are outside right in the middle of the mocking. Look, these guys are drunk, and it's only 9 a.m. But they don't let that bother them. Even in the midst of the mocking, they are not filled with vengeance, but with joy. And miracle of miracles, as you heard in the epistle appointed for today, it works. Jesus' story, given law and gospel right, actually works. It cut those hearers to the heart. In a sense, the preaching actually killed them. And then it raised them up again, up into water and word and wine, up into scripture and baptism and Eucharist as the rest of Acts chapter 2 tells us. It raised them up into a different kind of life. And so on Pentecost, Jesus' story becomes their story. Pentecost is the day that they die and they rise, just as Jesus did on Easter. And it is a mess. 
Can you imagine if this congregation went from 12 members to 3,000 members in one morning? It goes beyond being uncomfortable. This is totally unmanageable. No one in their right mind would build a church this way, not this fast, and certainly not with this group of 3,000 persons. And perhaps not even with you or me. Nobody would do this except Christ himself. Why does Christ do that? That is the story that is told in the church each year on this Sunday, the Sunday after Pentecost, Holy Trinity Sunday. You and I can never understand the Trinity, the story of three in one and one in three. It is simply beyond us as human beings. It is beyond our grasp, it is beyond our intellect, and it is even beyond our imagination. But we can, you and I, we can say what we know. We can tell the story as we have been told it. We can give on what has been given to us. The Holy Trinity has told us who they are, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are separate persons in community. Three different persons with three different personalities and three different relationships to each other and also to us. And yet they are one. They are of the same divine stuff, comprised of the same divine essence. They share the same godliness. Three in one, one in three. And together, they live in constant love for one another. Our ancient fathers in the church had a word for this. Perichoresis. To dance. What do the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit do? They dance. They dance and they sing and they joy and they give. They hope and they serve and they celebrate. And they love so much that they create. They love so much that they create all of you to share the dance with them. What else is the story of creation but the story of the Holy Trinity sharing their story with you? You heard it in the first reading for today. They enter the frothy, swirling chaos. They plunge into it in order to love. And they give us a place to live, a garden, an Eden. And they give us friends and family and even spouses. They give us home and community and joy. And even when you fall, as Adam and Eve fell, when you turn up broken and incomplete, lonely and unloved, hurting others and being hurt, and even failing. 
Because one day, like Adam and Eve, you too refuse to dance. Three in one and one and three come back in the person of Christ by the Holy Spirit of Pentecost, pushing your old sinful stories out of the way and blessing you with a new story of forgiveness pushed into you and onto you. It's there in the Gospel reading appointed for Holy Trinity, Matthew 28. What else is the story of baptism but the story of the Holy Trinity giving you their story of love and life? They find you by the side of the road, dead in your sins. You are nothing. And yet they put their name to you and bring you into their family. They plunge into the frothy, swirling chaos of your life and order it with love and give you a place to live, an Eden, a church. And they give you friends and family and even a spouse, a community, be it 12 or 3,000. Yes, it's a mess, the sort of people in the church and the way that the church grows. But it grows this way only because this story is so popular and so hopeful and so joyful. Who in their right mind wouldn't trade a dance for death and love for what is lost and healing for pain? Last thing, when Jesus trades his stories for our stories, when he trades him and his for you and yours, it's all or nothing. A Jesus family loves through thick and thin. A Trinitarian community holds on even in the face of doom and death. And a church, a real church, knows that there is always resurrection on the way. And so despite what may seem popular or attractive or successful, for example, the day when the snake comes near and says, if you'd only follow me instead, you could be like gods. Despite that, the Christian lives in love for God and service for neighbor, no matter what the cost. For come what may, I am in God's hands. And that is the God of the Trinity, the Christ who by his Spirit with the Father intends nothing but good for me and for all of you. Facing what they're facing, war and poverty and death and AIDS in Africa, our Lutheran deaconesses in Ethiopia sing 
and dance. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. His story is their story. Is your story. His church. The same Trinity who did their best for all of those at Pentecost now does his best for all of you here right now. Same stuff. Word, baptism, Eucharist. And not without effect. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of the bread and prayers, and had all things in common. Acts chapter 2. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.